Talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy, Cody, and the other guy, Robert, here with you <laughs> once again for a good conversation from the tiny table in the big room. Hey. How y'all doing? How you doing today? Glad to see you guys. Do you ever feel like, okay, on Sunday when we're at church and in between services, I was talking to people and I was meeting people and the whole time I felt like I had something in my nose Dude, and it's the worst because I, I kept that. doing this uh-huh. and like I kept like, and so I went into the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and there's nothing there. But it felt like something was there, and it just messed with me the whole time because I, I was like, "Are they staring yes. at my nose right now? Do they think it's something hanging out? Do I have a booger that's like, oh my god, you know?" And it was just the worst. And those are those things too, where it's like you are so conscious about it that, like, yes. when you're in conversation with somebody, like you're kind of not even really paying attention it's to all what I they're could saying. Think about, I had no idea what anybody said to me. I was just so focused <laughs> on like <laughs> my <laughs> nose. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just smiling away, right. nod your head. <laughs> it's so weird. And like I, I feel like that again. Do I have something sticking out of my nose? I don't believe you do. Specifically my my right nostril, your left. Your left. I mean, I cannot see anything okay, in your so nose. So we're good. Yeah. So if it's there, it's not seen. Okay. Which great. maybe it's, is not it's a, good. I don't it's know. A ghost booger. <laughs> ghost booger. <laughs> That's like triggering me right now in my nostril. Oh my gosh. How dare you, ghost booger. So I was really grossed <laughs> out a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> Because I I heard okay so I don't you you never watched Stranger Things did you not did you ever watch it I never got into it here's the thing man and and I know everyone has told me you it's not really to. that I'm just not a sci-fi guy yeah but it's I'm so just good. not a sci-fi guy but it's such a good story you know it's like yeah good but even if it's a great story I'm enduring something I, there's together gotta be something that intrigues me about the show and if it's not my genre yeah even if the story is great I'm just not into that. What if I told you it's like a sci-fi western, except it's not a western at all? <laughs> I mean, I feel like you, you would well, totally... Hold on. So now you think I'm into westerns? I don't think I've ever watched a western in my life. I guess in like, my mind, like maybe not why western. Why did you go western? I think I, I don't know why. Maybe not western. <laughs> That's so You're weird. You're into like spaghetti westerns. Like it's like... <laughs> Oh my gosh! I no, can't even remember the last. I don't know why I said I western. Shot. I guess because yeah, I know you so like weird. Longmire and like uh, I feel like Longmire is not a western though. That's is it like not? a modern day sheriff in Wyoming. Well, I guess not... like that's my. Th- I mean, it's not again. Yeah, it's not a western. You like gunslinger, it's not like three ten like, to you or whatever know, that show is. Uh, I don't know. I know it's not western. You, when you look at me, do you just see a cowboy hat and a giant belt buckle, yes. boots and spurs? With the, like, <laughs> I think of that I got picture. Leather chaps with tassels all down the sides. Like, what do you see when you? Look at me, Cody. You're a Western boy. <laughs> You're a cowboy. Got my six shooter, my bullet gun, gun, bang, <laughs> like the Used Lego to ride movie. Broncos and bulls uh, and stuff, man. Bow, that bow, bow. I did. That I did. Good time. <laughs> Shoot for the sky. <laughs> it's nice to know. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, I was trying to like make it intriguing to you and, and yeah, tell you it's something great. that it's not. But anyway, okay, so awesome. What is it, anyways? Like, is because it, it's like because it, I've heard so many different. things. I heard it's like the Goonies. I've heard that. There's very strong Goonies vibes. Yeah. The ultimate premise is there's this little old town. Mm. uh, It's just very like rural, like uh, rural. That's always such a hard word. I hate that word. It's just like little suburbia like type situation. Uh, But essentially there's like this secret lab that's in town Mm. and there's this uh, underground experiment that's been going along for a long time Mm. of like trying to do like 
mind control slash unlock the hidden talents and abilities of the mind but the town doesn't know about it and it's kind of been hidden in their town this whole time and this little girl escapes from this place and she has abilities because it's been unlocked with her mind you know from this place and she runs into all these little teenagers like little kids and she just kind of wants to have a normal life but they're also kind of stoked that there's like this crazy undercover experiment so they're trying to like solve this mystery together to ultimately set her free Hmm. so that way she can live a normal life and like expose this facility so it's just a bunch of little teenagers like on this adventure of that is the most intriguing explanation i've heard of that show and after that explanation it sounds interesting and you would like the sheriff yeah the 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 sheriff of the town is your gritty guy (laughs) he's the dude from uh (laughs) uh, he's the father in black widow Okay. Yeah, he, that, that guy's hilarious. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not that character. He's not a Russian. He's not a Russian sheriff in the middle of a small town. <laughs> yeah, he's not a Russian sheriff. Come, comrades. <laughs> but he he's a really good. I, yeah, the he's whole, a good actor. They, they all have such good chemistry with one another, which <laughs> mm. is, again we've talked about it before. Like that's what makes such it great does, shows, and they all Casting work huge. really well together. Sure. But I say all that to say I was grossed yeah. out because the the main girl of the show uh, apparently is about to turn 18 or maybe at this uh, point she has turned 18 in the show or in, in real life okay and there has been this thread or this community out there that has been putting a countdown on when she finally turns 18 why of older men that are really excited for her to be eight of age that's super creepy isn't that weird yeah that's really that, weird like why as a society have are, are we getting to the place to where I mean, essentially, they're they're more or less sexualizing a teenager. Yeah. Out of. So what is so? What are they saying? They just like are these like guys that want to like date her, and they're just waiting for her to turn eighteen? Or are these I, just I don't like know. Creepy I, men that are like lusting after this girl. I think it's a little bit of both. That's I think really ultimately gross. it's just like that, so they can finally feel like it's okay for me to f- actually to find like her. her. Yes. Ugh. What has happened, Robert? I don't know. That's what really has happened, weird. Robert. I feel bad for that little girl, <laughs> right? Like, but uh, but what's I don't uh, like I don't understand like why. Like, why are we such in a rush? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is what is ultimately, like, we are wanting people to grow up so fast to to well, get, you yeah. know, like, I feel like that's the problem with sex right now. Oh, you know, I mean, without the best, that's the only way I know how to say it is that, <laughs> just, like. That went, so that just took a turn. <laughs> because sex is amazing. Sex is Whoa, wonderful. Okay, and sex okay, is yeah. awesome. Oh, but I mean, like, yeah, true. But like, Within the confinements of God's. Exactly. You know. and, but w- as a society, we've perverted it in such a way that it's Absolutely. something that, like, it, we, we, we fooled ourselves into saying, like, if I don't have it, if, if we don't have it, then we're, we're, we're missing out. Well, I feel like this is part of the problem. When you start, when there's this deterioration of morality, mm-hmm. then nothing is off limits, you know? And that's kind of the problem mm-hmm. is kids are starting to be exposed to stuff. So early. And they should not be exposed to it. You know, I, I like little kids going to, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not when you, and, and I was reading this article in the New York times, I believe it was, it might've been like, uh, the Washington examiner. I was reading this article and this lady who wrote the article, um, she's, uh, she's gay and she's married. She has a wife. Um, you know, I don't agree with that lifestyle, even though I accept them and I sure. love them and I want the absolute best for them. Um, according to the word of God, I, I don't agree with that lifestyle, but the problem I ran into, she wrote this in the article. So I'm not saying this. she said mm-hmm. it and, and she put it in the article, her and her wife have these very little kids that they've adopted and they took them to a pride parade 
in Washington mm. and at the pride parade, there was men that were like in leather vest with like chaps on and like speedos and sure. they were like whipping each other. And like her son, so who's like a five-year-old, began to ask her questions about that. Mm. And in the article, she said how she just wants her son to be open to all sexual exploration. She want, And to me, that's a very dangerous thing yeah. because now you're making your son extremely vulnerable to the worst of our society, right? right? Because like then if there is this perv, like these guys with this clock waiting for this 18-year-old right. to turn 18 so they can lust after, if there's this guy or this girl that's of age and... And now they go to your very underage child and your underage child thinks that all sex is appropriate. Mm -hmm. Then that child doesn't have any ground to stand on to say no to that individual that's trying to violate them as a child. Mm. And so it's a very dangerous place for us. But that's what's happened in society is there's no nothing's off limits. Yeah. Everything's acceptable. And when nothing's off limits and everything's acceptable, then a clock counting down yeah. on a underage girl to turn 18 is no longer inappropriate. Yeah. You and I see it inappropriate, sure. but that's because our moral standard has been defined by something that's extremely consistent mm -hmm. and very virtuous, right. right? And has a lot of moral substance to it. So when we see something like that, we're like just disgusted. Right. You know, but it's interesting because I think everybody else and when they look at us and we're like, oh, that's that's wrong. Yeah. Everybody else says, dude, this is no big deal. But, but like, that yeah, just tells you wait how until far, she's 18. Right. Like, it's just like, but you're already kind of doing it now. Like yeah. that to oh, me. That's true. That's what I like. Right. What I like. I see the problem as is like you're not you're not waiting till she's 18. That's right. You're already doing you're it. You're already doing it. You just want to like justify exactly. it as appropriate. At that point, you're just putting paint on a pig you know i don't know <laughs> i guess that's all that, that's the expression you know you're just you're just trying to make the make it right in yeah. your mind you're trying to justify your own actions at that point yeah and so it's it's a very weird time that we live in you know because especially if you're trying to be a light bearer mm -hmm. and you're trying to be someone of moral virtue lots of times you're an outcast yeah and you're like labeled as a square yeah. or you're labeled as uh, in high school, they called me a prude mm -hmm. because I didn't want to have sex and I didn't want to do that stuff. And so it's funny how you are discriminated against for wanting to be pure. Yeah. <laughs> for wanting to be like, no, I don't want to lust after a 17-year-old right. as a 35-year-old man. And they're like, you prude. Right. You know what I mean? And you're just like, what's Wait, wrong with what? you? Yeah, exactly. You're like, hold on. What yeah. you, what's wrong with you? You know? And I feel like that's the way it should be. I don't think anybody... Should, we should reverse this instead mm -hmm. of people feeling we should nobody should feel uncomfortable for wanting to have sex God's way and no one should feel uncomfortable for being a prude and like not wanting to make out with every guy or every girl yeah. I don't see that as a bad thing you I think know? It, yeah I feel like as as a believer especially the lifestyle that we lead and that we're trying to promote like you you want to treasure that you want to yeah. reserve yourself for your one special person that, that, that God wants you to be with. Now, again, there's zero condemnation for those that, that may have already ventured in other oh, avenues or whatnot, and, and there's always redemption for you. And and that's not to say that you're less than or anything like that, yeah. but I think it's just, again, it's a day-by-day -day decision of like, all right, well, how can I better protect myself today? And I feel like as a society, it's like, well, why not just be more free and frivolous, but, right. but, but it's not really freeing at the end it's of the not. day. You know, you, the most free is with one person, in my opinion. I mean, for 
uh, too much information or whatever, but it's just like where I'm at now in our relationship, like I feel like we are the most comfortable in that way. You know what I mean? Like we are now uh, so trusting and comfortable with one another that we have a wonderful sex life and it's beautiful. There is no such thing as casual sex. Even though society tells you that there is and people tell you that every time you do it, whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you believe it's true or not, you're given a part of yourself to that individual. And so there's nothing casual about that. It's supposed to be... It should be be seen casual. It's supposed to be very meaningful. It's supposed to be very powerful. It's supposed to be very emotional. It's supposed to be a deep connection to it. There is no meaningless. Even if you weren't a Christian, I feel like that's that's still still like something like there is chemically something that happens in your brain yeah. when you engage in sexual relations with yeah. somebody there there are, there are there's in, a connection there's a there connection that happens and i believe and it is spiritual yeah. so but even if you're not living a christian lifestyle like i feel like you have to know like there's something happening between you and that person so why would you want to do that with so many people like and and even if you're not saying with so many people it's like you should just make sure that it's the right person yeah. that you're willing to be trusting yourself with yeah and i feel like that that's a big part of it mm-hmm. you know and it's just when it it does become so when it's not esteemed Mm -hmm. for what it actually is then it doesn't it become meaningless you know and then like like what's the point of it there is a point to all this stuff and it's not just procreation it's not just self-satisfaction there's something that's deeper to Mm -hmm. this and i feel like when we you know take away the depths of what god's created it to be then it does become kind of meaningless it's still not casual yeah but that's that's how people treat it casually because they don't understand the depths of actually what's happening right and what it was designed to be between a husband and wife and between a covenant between two individuals which is a reflection of the covenant we have between god yeah. and that covenant supposed to be everlasting never failing it's supposed to be a bond that's non non-comparable mm-hmm. to other bonds and so i think just devaluing it over time has made it to where it becomes very morbid and very perverted yeah and I think uh, right now, I know I'm. I know as like teenagers, especially like it's so easily accessible. Oh yeah. To to come across it, to see it, to yeah. to have it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I my my word of advice to young people right now is just to be very guarded, even with your own phone and your media. And I'm not saying like you know you can't watch any shows or anything like that, but just be very mindful. Like if you watch something and and it's, it's giving you desires or if it's even making you start to think like, Oh, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like you need to be very, like the Bible says to guard your mind, guard your thoughts, take, take your thoughts captive. And so if there are things in your life that are causing you to think about sex in an unbiblical way, an unhealthy way, then maybe you need to take that thought captive and figure out where's that coming from? What do I need to get rid of? How do I fix this? There's so many studies that also tell us that it is unhealthy. Yeah. You know, let's use pornography as sure. an, an easy example. There's so many scientific studies that talk about how it deteriorates the mind, mm. how it's very unhealthy, how it's addictive, mm-hmm. how it perverts you and your relationships and your perversion of even sex itself. Right. I mean, there's clinical studies that have been done on the harms of of pornography, mm-hmm. but yet in society, we're taught that it's not a big deal. Sure. And it's amazing how both those arguments can be made by the same society at the same time, right? That you have the secular community being like, it's very toxic and very bad for you, but you also have the secular community being like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. And then we're over here on the religious side of the aisle being like, can't you see that it is bad? <laughs> you you know already I mean? disagree with yourself. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly yeah. right. <clears throat> and so... <clears throat> 
And I think the part of the problem is too, is like even this discussion we're having, when you try to talk about some of these issues, people instantly are like, oh, you just hate people that do that. Right. Or yeah. you're just looking down. Yeah. It has nothing to look down on people. No. We're not snubbing down our nose at even somebody who watches pornography or somebody who's engaged in premarital sex or, or even what I mentioned a moment ago, like with homosexuality, it's like people are like, you can't disagree with someone's lifestyle without being deemed a bad person. Right. Like I, we, you live your life, you know, this is your life. You can live it however you want. I, think I just don't have to agree. I don't have with to agree it. with it. You know, I don't always have to do what you do. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like we and don't I have, don't always have to find what you do acceptable right. either. Exactly. I think, we are just having a hard time as a society coming to terms of how we can walk together, you know, in right. a lot of areas, especially. We've, like, we've, cre we've, we've come to this pinnacle in time where it's like you cannot get along with someone you disagree and someone you disagree with is your mortal enemy. Yeah. And that is so bad. Yeah. I, I, like, I hate that, mm -hmm. right? There's so many people who disagree with my religious lifestyle mm -hmm. And you know what? They're allowed to have that opinion. Yeah. And there's so many lifestyles I disagree with, but I never hate the individual. Right. And, and, and somebody who is addicted to alcohol or addicted to porn, I would never treat them differently right. than, let's say, someone like you, who I believe has this virtuous standard that's sure. been set by God's biblical word, and you're doing your best to achieve that. And since I agree with that, mm -hmm. I'm, but I'm not going to treat you any different right. with somebody who doesn't agree with exactly. that. It's about treating everybody the same, whether you agree with their lifestyle or disagree mm -hmm. with their lifestyle. And I think what the world has done as a whole to silence people like us in the church is they say, oh, if you disagree with this person's lifestyle, you're bad because you're this, mm -hmm. you're whatever that this may be. Sure. And they tried to make you feel like a bad person for disagreeing with them. So in turn, you stay silent. Mm. I'm just going to, like with this, with the 18-year-old girl, like they, they make you feel bad yeah, yeah. about having an opinion that disagrees with that. Yeah. So then you'll just shut up. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we can shut up about right. this stuff because it's a deterioration of the mind and morality and society. I would, I would hope <laughs> that more people <clears throat> would stand up and be like, that's really gross that we've yeah. set this, this thread out here, this countdown out here. Like we should not, <laughs> we should not be okay with this countdown. Like we should not, we should not let this happen, you know, or at yeah. least like, Hey, let's not do this anymore. Like let's stop this weird uh, countdown for young girls becoming women. Yeah. You know, like that's just weird. Like, it is why weird. We, it's gross. And and again, I think that's it's back to the thing of like we're just trying, and even as young people, I think too, they're such in a rush to grow up. Yeah. And some older people are in such in a rush for young people to grow up. Like, let's just live our life. You and know? let's like, live by that scripture that says that every man should see every girl as his sister. Oh gosh. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Because <laughs> then these guys would be like. I'm not super excited about my sister turning 18 because it doesn't mean anything yes. to me. There's nothing that I can do with her yeah, 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 once yeah. she gets past this age because yeah. she's my sister in Christ. And so, but we go back to this. This and we can get into a whole sure. like, thing yeah, yeah. here. Uh, there's many religions. Mm -hmm. Christianity is not the only one. Yeah, I like even politics is a religion. There's yeah, lifestyles yeah. that are religious, for sure. You know what I mean? That are that's their religion. Mm -hmm. Homosexuality is their religion. Alcoholism is their religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sports is their religion. Right. It just, you don't have to have this deity, this God figure, for it to be a religion. Mm. Um, religion is just something you practice. Right. Something all the that time. you live your life by. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, um, but we and the problem is 
is you go to the religion of Christianity. Mm -hmm. What makes it so stable is it has a book of morality that's unchanging. Mm -hmm. All these other religions change all the time. Yeah. And since they change all the time, there's no consistency. Mm, consistency. That's so good. And it's like, you know, you can't build your life on something that's inconsistent like that because your, your whatever you want to call it, metric for morality, yeah, if it's yeah. always changing based on the winds of the day, mm -hmm. then you have the possibility of getting into this very gross side of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I picture, I mean, literally like a foundation, you know, like something that's not very stable and it's like every day it moves a little bit one way or right. the other way. So then you kind of get like this weird little tower that's just kind of side to side. And, and like it's going to fall eventually. Eventually it's going to fall. Something's yeah. going to happen to make it crumble. Yeah. And so what's that going to be? See, you go from like, and I'm not picking on this lady who wrote the article. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, she put it out there. It's like you and I with our messages in our podcast. We're putting it out there to the public, so we are open to scrutiny. Sure. <laughs> We're open to criticism. That's just part of the game. And it, it, I think maybe like 20, 30 years ago, a five-year-old at a parade with more than half-naked men being whipped by fake whips would have been deemed inappropriate. Yeah. As to where today they're championed as a hero. Which I don't understand because I, I don't need to go to a pride parade to, in, you know, in a way, like accept them as a person. You know what I mean? Right. Like I don't, I don't need to be there. And so why would we need to have a five-year-old be present at that well, to let them be okay with someone living that way? It's because, it's because now that, and the reason why, you know, I'm, I mean, she's welcome to come onto the podcast <laughs> oh and explain gosh. herself. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a conversation in love, you know, uh, yeah. and we should have different opinions and stuff Absolutely. like that. So, but to me, it's like, she wants to open their imagination and their exploration of sex and they want them to deem all, and she said it in her article, mm -hmm. she deemed, and we can plug it after this so that way people know it's legit, but she deemed all sexual behavior as acceptable mm. and that's just so dangerous, especially with children because there are very bad people out there that will take advantage of that. Yeah. A five-year-old that believes nothing is off limits, you're going to get a 35-year-old that's going to take advantage of that. Yeah. And the problem is, is the parents have created that atmosphere for their child to be taken care of. Yeah. And so it just shows you, though, since we're not building, and this is part of the problem in the United States, is when you get away from the Word of God mm -hmm. as the standard, then everything becomes acceptable and people get hurt. Yeah. The Word of God protects our lives. Yeah. The Word of God keeps us free. It keeps us safe. It shows us what to do in every aspect of our life with sex, with money, how to treat each other, mm -hmm. how to treat ourselves, or, you know, it, it, how to be a, a productive individual in the society that you live in, how to treat authority. It, it shows us everything, mm -hmm. how to treat your parents. Even if you're not a religious person, even if you're not a Christian, the Word of God can teach you Absolutely. what you need to know about everything. Yeah, And like I'm saying, whenever you get away from that set standard, then nothing's off limits. Mm. And that's that's why this counter yeah. is acceptable because nothing's off limits. Yeah. It's not acceptable to us. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. it's acceptable in society because we've gotten so far away from this, nothing's off limits. Mm. And I think as the church, we have a responsibility, like we talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago, might have even been a month ago. We just need to step up and start saying, This is actually unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we have to get to a place where we're living, living, willing to live and die by the word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. literally. I yeah, mean, yeah, I think, yeah. and I think that's kind of what Jesus says: you got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Yeah. Like 
we got to take it up. Yeah. And we got to live by it. And, yeah. And we got to say it. like, this is, this is my answer to yeah. everything. And we can't be afraid. The word of God tells us that for my name's sake, you will be persecuted. Yeah. There's going to be people that hate you for trying to live by this standard. Mm-hmm. And I say try because we are supposed to try. And if you, you know, and that's what they'll use lots of times. You know, they'll call you hypocritical because you, you, you say, okay, I live by the standard of morality, but then you make a mistake and they're like, see, the whole thing's a problem. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm still imperfect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is I'm trying right. to live. And I think that, that yeah, that's what we got to get to is like, we all want to try to, we should all be trying. You yeah. should be trying. We should be trying. They should be trying. We, should right, be, right, we right. all just got to try. It's yeah, yeah. not about living it perfectly yeah. because we can't. Yeah. And it's, you can't take my mistakes and then make it a blemish on something that's perfect. Yeah. It's just yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like you and Kai with your marriage or Rachel and I with our marriage, we've both made mistakes in yeah. that marriage, but that doesn't mean our marriage is corrupt. Right. <laughs> our marriage is yeah. still good, even though the individuals in that marriage have made mistakes. Mm-hmm. The word of God is still good. The standard set by Jesus Christ is still good, even though his followers have made mm-hmm. a plethora of mistakes. A plethora indeed. <laughs> and so you can't judge the standard mm-hmm. by the individual trying to keep it, even though I get that, and yeah, a yeah. lot of people do. But what we encourage people to do is get into the standard for yourself, mm-hmm. and then you see that it's good, right? and then you see how it blesses your life, mm-hmm. and when you try to keep that standard and live by that standard, all the good things it brings into your life, so don't judge the standard by the individuals trying to keep it, judge the standard by the standard itself. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what I'm doing with that article that lady wrote. Her standard is, this is acceptable, and I look at it and I see it's wroth with danger, yeah, yeah. because now your child has become extremely vulnerable to the worst among us mm. and you're supposed to protect that child yeah, yeah and so now i can judge the standard because that standard's not good mm-hmm. because of what it's doing to the individual the standard of god's word has never hurt the individual right individuals trying to keep that standard have hurt individuals yeah but the standard of his word hasn't hurt individuals mm. and so i think lots of times we say oh it's hypocritical it's hypocritical and we judge it, the the word it can't be the the source itself is not hypocritical therefore it's not hypocritical mm-hmm. right yeah you judge it by the standard and so um, that was really confusing but anyways <laughs> <laughs> no it's <was> good <laughs> but I think we just can't, I think a lot of people stay silent because they're worried about the persecution that's going to follow mm-hmm. let's use an easy one a teenager in high school that's unwilling to have sex yeah there will be persecution for that for sure. You're going to be made fun of. <laughs> well, yeah, because in today's society, it's like, well, you're kind of an odd bird. You're not having sex right now. Right. <laughs> we all just had sex yesterday. Right. <laughs> like, like I was in high school a few years ago. <laughs> a few, just a couple of <laughs> a years, few ago, years ago. A few years ago. Where the, the evolution of sex was, you know, still in its early stages. But even in its early stages, I was made fun of. The and evolution of sex? <laughs> just just being like it's more normalized sure, amongst okay. younger people okay, now yeah, than yeah, it yeah. was in my day. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my mom was telling me the other day that uh, her, well, I guess technically, our, our nephew said that there's kids having sex on the bus the other day. And he's in middle school. He's in middle, and like on the bus, dude. And I'm just like, what? Like, I mean, I, when I was in middle school, wow. I knew of kids having sex. But I'm just like, on the bus? Like, that's <laughs> crazy. Like. No, <laughs> you don't do that Bro. on the bus. That's messed up. Like, jeez, I'm married and I wouldn't do it on the bus. <laughs> you know, how gross the bus is. Dude, it's a public bus, man. But that's part of the that's deterioration of morality. Eleven-year-olds are being pressured into having sex now yeah. because they feel like 
It's a societal yep. norm. Like, I mean, and then I'll, pornography shows that it's normal to do this wherever. And that, that's whatever, what I don't understand. Because, like, even like, I mean, I mean, I love Riverdale. I mean, I won't say I love Riverdale anymore because I feel like the show's just gotten so weird. But like, Riverdale's like, <laughs> it's gotten <laughs> so. I it. don't know, like, why what they're doing anymore. But like, it's a it's a decent show. But it's about high school students, and they're doing things. And I'm like, a high school student would never do that. Like, right. there's this one kid that's in high school that's already been accused for. Uh, he, he got. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if you could say never. Okay, no, now. no, sorry. Yeah. Well, this this high school student was uh, pinned on a crime against him, and he was sent to uh, prison, and he was on death row, and he escaped. He had a jailbreak, and now he owns a gym, and like it's just like all these <laughs> and things. This kids in high school. He's a high school kid. I was like, this would never happen in real life. But then on top of that, like they they portray them as like such an adult, a hero, a hero, and they like they have like the relationships where they have like real like sexual relationships, mm. and like they're like staying over at each other's houses, and like this would never happen. Well, I would believe that this would never yeah. happen in the real world but yet i say that because this is supposed to be a show that i is probably really meant for more like a young adult but they're mm. portraying high school age right. students right and so high school age students are watching this and yeah. saying well i guess this is how i'm supposed to live my life and they're yeah. like that's to me like that is where the the problem lies is that as a middle schooler and a high schooler all of these outlets of media that we watch mm. and we're basically whether consciously or not we're being indoctrinated by it well even with that uh, i i can never pronounce the name of it that new show with uh zadea euphoria euphoria yeah yeah like i've heard that that show is just yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh it's basically a porn <laughs> i don't know that's basically a porn a couple people were telling me at a youth group and they're like do not watch i mean essentially it. I was like, yeah well, you're telling me not to watch it why are you watching it you know I, what I, mean? I don't think that it's a porn <laughs> but yeah from what i understand essentially it is uh very mature in right. that sense and but they're high school students that's what i was about to say they're high schoolers they're, but like it's it deals with like which they're very real issues i'm sure high schoolers issues. deal with i mean i knew high schoolers that were addicted to drugs yep, i knew high sure. schoolers that did do crimes i and i'm talking about like as i was in high school but and obviously i know this now but you know what i mean it is very real things but like some of these things it's like high schoolers should not be having to deal with this stuff high schoolers yeah. should not be having to live their life focus in this on way. friends and school and having fun when I say having fun in a way that's not going to hurt you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the, and that's what the problem is, 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 is we've been told for so long that this stuff doesn't hurt you. Yeah. You know, and they look at these movie stars. I forget the other girl in it. Uh, Zendaya. I just know Zendaya because she's super popular because yeah. Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider you know, but there's another girl in it and I think she's very sexually explorative. Mm. I don't know that Zendaya ever has sex on it, but I read an article the other day about this girl's dad. See, everything, all the information I get is from articles. I don't <laughs> articles. actually watch shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I play Fortnite and read. <laughs> but it's uh, her dad was really upset because mm. I guess she has several sex scenes and she's very naked and uh, it's not appropriate. Yeah. And her dad was not prepared for it. I can't Gosh. even imagine. That would be the worst. <laughs> I, can't I was even. reading this article and I have two boys and my heart was going out to it and I was just like, I'm so grateful I don't have girls. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> I mean, even as a, but I mean, yeah, even as a, as a, a dad of a da uh, boy, like yeah. you wouldn't want that for your right. kids. You're doing the, that on screen. Right. But so, but that's, so who's watching this? The, the individuals I were talking to were in middle school and they're yeah watching it exactly and it's extremely mature content right and so like you said everyone's grown up so fast because everyone has access mm -hmm. you know and so uh, it, but again we need to be sure that if it violates our heart mm -hmm. that we're like you know what i'm not gonna watch this yeah. 
And it's like uh, those two people that were talking to me, I love them. I think they're wonderful. But they're telling me, don't watch it, don't watch it, don't watch it. And I'm thinking, then why are you watching it? If, if, you know what I mean? I'm no Robert, different Robert, you shouldn't be you. watching this, Robert. I, like, you don't watch it. And so I think we have to be sure that we don't like push down mm-hmm. convictions. Yeah. And when we know something's wrong, yeah. you know, I we've got to put aside temporary enjoyment yeah. for what is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we've got to be more concerned about what is right. And it's a struggle that we all sure. have to face on a yeah. daily basis. You know, uh, you and I have to do it too. This is our cross to carry. I don't get to put aside my cross because I'm older. I have to carry it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think teenagers think, well, it's easier for you to put aside your cross because you don't have to be cool. You don't have to be popular. You're not in school. And I get that. I'm established in my life. Mm-hmm. I have a family. I have my career. So I'm a little bit more free in these positions that sure. we're taking right now yeah. because I don't have an entire school that's going to persecute me. Right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, that can't be your justification for choosing what is right and wrong. Yeah. We have to choose what is right or wrong based off of what is right and yeah. what is wrong. Amen. <laughs> you know, and we can't let populism and we can't let uh, the masses, uh, you know, we can't have this group mentality. We've got to think individually mm-hmm. and decide, you know what, that is a violation of my conscience because everyone's been given one by God. Yeah. And that is a vi- I should not be watching this under, which I don't even know how old these actresses are in these movies. I mean, I think... In real terms, and like real they've life, be they're 18. older. Over, yeah, yeah, in real life, they're over eighteen. Yeah, but, but still, they're portraying a high sure. school student, uh, and and that should be a violation of conscience. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're watching that, and and I don't say that to condemn people. Sure. I say that to encourage them. Be the be the standard. Mm-hmm. Be the light bearer. Be the individual that says, you know what? If I have to be like a salmon and swim upstream here, I'm willing to do it because at the end of it is what I need to live. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and don't go with the flow just because everyone else is doing it. Just and you don't have to broadcast it to everybody. You know, right. when, when everyone else in class is talking about euphoria or whatever, uh, you know, just don't chime in. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have, have to broadcast to be a part it to it. everybody. <laughs> you don't have to stand up on the, the table or whatever they have in classrooms now <laughs> and be like, sinners, you're watching that show. Turner Bird. <laughs> yeah, Turner Bird. You know, um, but just, just, just because everybody else is participating in it doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. I think you as an individual have got to get comfortable and strong within yourself to say, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to live by what God wants me to live by. And I think that once you start getting good at doing that, it'll help you in your life for one, but also help you to encourage others to live that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and because it's, it's 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 about you know again, and I know we're 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 pretty much done, but you know to wrap it up, you know God's standard is there to protect us. Yeah, exactly, it's there to help us. Mm-hmm. It's there to bless us. It's there to keep us safe. Uh, it's there to do what Jeremiah twenty nine eleven mm-hmm. tells. You know the plans that I have to give you a hope, to mm-hmm. give you an end, to prosper you. You know it, that that happens by staying with yeah. that standard, right? You know, and I think lots of times. You know, we make a mess of things and then we're like, why did you let this happen? Right. But we need to look at it and, and realize, well, you know what? This happened because I moved away from right. the standard. Right, well, because it says in Jeremiah 29 that, that he has a plan Yes. For us. So it's, it's when we follow his plan That's right. that the good things, the Very hope well happens, said. the prospering happens. Don't waver from his plan. That's right. His plan is the word of God. Right. So we stick to his plan yeah. and all those things are going to be added unto us. And so we have to be at the place we're saying, is this my plan or his plan? Yeah. 
Is this off his plan or is this on his plan? Yep. And we want to stay on his plan. I have 20 plus years of experience of trying my very best to follow his plan. And I can honestly say nothing bad has ever been brought into mm. my life for trying to follow his plan. Amen. Nothing, nothing bad. Only good things have been brought into my life by following God. Yeah. And I think that's something that needs to be talked about more, mm -hmm. you know, because even when it comes to someone's testimony, they, if they have a three minute testimony, they spend two minutes and 50 seconds talking about how bad their life was mm. and how they were addicted to this and how they did that and how they did that. And then 10 seconds, they'll wrap it up by saying, but I've oh, been God. saved by his grace and I've been changed. <laughs> let's, let's change that. Let's, yeah. let's talk the first 10 seconds about how awful we were, but then spend the next two minutes and 50 seconds talking about how God's goodness mm -hmm. has delivered me. And since then, I've only experienced good things. Listen, I used to struggle with alcohol. I used to struggle with pornography, but since I started following God. He's given me a family. He's given me a career. He's given me wonderful friends. He's given me peace of mind, peace of my heart. He's healed my body. There's so many. I can testify and testify and testify over 20 plus years. Not a single bad thing has come into my life from following God. So good. Only good things. And I want to encourage people to do the same. Yeah. No, you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. And no, it doesn't make us better than anybody else. Nope. It's just about me and God, mm -hmm. and I'm following him, and as I follow him, I've seen him bless my life. I have firsthand witness mm -hmm. of the goodness of God, and because I have firsthand witness of the goodness of God, I'm compelled and encouraged to, to, to make that case to others. Just follow. Give it a shot. Follow yeah. God with your life and let him take care of you. Uh, you have the creator of the universe that wants to take care of yeah. you. Give him access and the ability to do that by you bending your knee to him. Amen. And don't be so concerned about what everyone else is doing. Let's get a little bit of tunnel vision and let's just focus on our relationship with him. And then in turn, that will influence others because yeah. they'll see it. Yeah. And they'll be like, where'd you get that peace from? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you worried about this? Why are you being blessed in this economy, in this society? And then that gives us opportunity to say, because God. I'm living by yeah. this standard of morality and he's doing it. Yeah. I'm just trying my best to follow this. Yeah. And he's doing it. You I know like what I mean? That. And then I, I treat everyone else with love. I don't throw sticks at anyone. I don't throw rocks at anybody because I understand that <laughs> he who's without sin, throw the first stone. Right. You're not going to get any stones from me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I can show you that this is a safer and better way to live because I have a history yeah. of evidence in my own life. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And so I just want to encourage people. God only has good things for you. That's right. Don't let, and I tell, I, I was preaching at my dad's church. I know I'm talking a lot. It's fine. But I told, I told my dad's church, I said, don't let experiences define the word of God for you. Mm. Let the word of God define the word of God for you. So many people have let bad experiences define Christianity for them. Mm -hmm. And those bad experiences usually come through other people, through the mistakes of our own or the mistakes of someone else. And then it puts a blemish on this lifestyle. Yeah. But don't, that should not be our standard. Let God reveal himself to you. Amen. And then let his love minister to your heart and his grace minister to your heart and experience him for yourself and find out that his truth is good. Amen. Taste and see. Taste right? and see. Taste he and see. He is good. Yeah. Do it. Go out so there today. Taste and see that he is good. Live by that standard and good things will happen for you. We know it. Yeah. Love you guys so much. I hope you guys had a good time on the good talk. And we'll see you on the next time. A little next, heavy today. A little heavy, but hey, it's all right. It's good. These are real issues. Yeah. This is real deal stuff. This is real life happenings that we want to talk about yeah. with the Word of God. So that's what we do. 
on the it good is talk. what we do. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>